it is Juneteenth. And today on the Empowerment Zone, we are celebrating. As many of you know, I'm a native Texan, and today I'm talking with family members about Juneteenth. Uh, the conversation includes my maternal 96-year-old grandmother, Azora Jones of Fort Worth, Texas, my mother, Mary Loretta Jones Houston of Atlanta, and her sister, my aunt, Aunt Rita Jones Siebert of Fort Worth. We all share our memories of Juneteenth celebrations in Mahair, Texas. And Mahair is spelled M-E-X-I-A, not pronounced Mexia, but Mahair, Texas. Welcome to the Empowerment Zone with Ramona Houston, where we zone in on black and brown relations and our journey to empowering our communities. But before we get into the conversation, since I'm a historian, I thought it would be a great idea to give a history of Juneteenth, why we celebrate it, and how it became a holiday. Plus, during the interview, we were all throwing out incorrect dates, which are correctly given in this lecture. I hope you enjoy this short history lesson. So I'm from Brownwood, Texas, and my family is, are natives of Brownwood. We are one of the four original African-American families of Brown, Brownwood. We were found, we were in Brownwood uh, during the founding of Brown County. But on the other side of the family, I am also a descendant of the Cannon and Mosley families, which are original families of Mahair, Texas in Limestone County. In fact, my grandmother, Isora Jones, was born and raised there. And Mahair has one of the oldest Juneteenth celebrations in Texas. So I have fond memories of uh, Juneteenth celebrations in my hair, walking with my cousins to the store to buy candy, how hot it was and how much we enjoyed the fairs, the devotional services that happened during the day and the parties at night, all the people camping out in Comanche Crossing, and this wooden one-way crickety bridge that you had to cross to get in and into and out of Comanche Cross. So you cannot talk about Juneteenth without talking about the founding of Texas and the expansion of slavery. So the founding of Texas begins in the 19th century with the American idea of manifest destiny, that Americans were divinely destined to expand to the United States of America from coast to coast. And so as white Americans moved west, they took their enslaved persons with them. And we use the term enslaved because it's a condition. We don't identify these people as slaves as a noun because they were not that, that in essence, they were enslaved, which is a condition. So uh, revisionist historians use that term. So as white Americans who owned slaves and they took their enslaved persons with them. And that meant the permanent breakup of families. No longer were families broken up and you could go visit each other in the plantations next to you. Now they were states thousands of miles away. 
Mexico, which uh, Texas was a part of Mexico at one time, ended slavery in 1829. And so these wars, whether you're talking about the Texas Revolution, where Texas fought Mexico to become a republic in 1836, or whether you're talking about the Mexican-American War, where Texas fought Mexico to become a state of the United States, ending with the Treaty of Guadalupe, Guadalupe in 1848, both of these wars, no matter which one you're talking about, it was all about slavery. Don't believe the hype about it being about something else. It was about slavery because people wanted to continue to own their slaves and Mexico had ended slavery in 1829. So with the founding of the state of Texas came the expansion of slavery and most African-Americans came with slaveholders who settled in the east part of this part of the state. And slavery in Texas was no different than slavery in other parts of the South. You cannot have a person enslaved and 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 control them unless you control them mentally and physically. So slavery was a horrific institution. And you can't many people, let's say, don't appreciate freedom. Un until they understand the horrors of slavery. Enslaved people were chattel property with no rights. They were separated from their families. They were forced to toll the lands. They were prohibited from learning how to read and write. They couldn't travel. They didn't have freedom of movement. They had no right to assemble. They had no rights to, uh, 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 to citizenship. And most and most were tortured, beaten, maimed, and, and many were murdered. But despite these facts, enslaved people have always resisted and challenged the institution of slavery. They rebelled individually and collectively in all types of ways. Um, they terminated pregnancies, they burned things, they ran away, they destroyed property. Uh, and when they ran away, many of them ran to Mexico. And they resisted, enslaved people resisted slavery in other ways, in cultural and religious practices and beliefs. But most of all, they had the will to survive. They had the mental and spiritual resist resilience, and they had steadfast to the prayers and the hopes that at, there would be a dawn of a new age and that it would come, and, it, and that time did come with the Emancipation Proclamation. So the Civil War, as many of you know, began in South Carolina in 1861 with the Battle of Fort Sumter. And knowing that a house divided against itself cannot stand, on January 1st, 1863, Abraham Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation, freeing all enslaved persons in the rebellious states. But yet, even though he signed that in, 18, in 1863, it wasn't until June 19, 1865, two and a half years after Lincoln, President Lincoln had signed the Emancipation 
Proclamation that Union soldiers led by Major General Gordon Granger landed in Galveston, Texas with news about the ending of the Civil War. And I quote, the people of Texas are informed that in accordance with the proclamation from the executive of the United States, all slaves are free. This involves an absolute equality of rights and rights of property between former masters and slaves and the connection heretofore existing between them becomes that between employer and free labor, end quote. So June 19th was truly an Independence Day. After 200 years of chattel slavery, enslaved people celebrated their freedom because they were no longer enslaved. And they've been celebrating it since then. So June 19th has become called Juneteenth in Texas. And Juneteenth is a part of our history and heritage. And Juneteenth in Maher, in Maher is in Limestone County, and the announcement of emancipation was actually read at, Lo at the Logan Stroud Plantation to over 300 enslaved persons. And so after that was read, every year the area, in the area they began gathering annually to celebrate Juneteenth. And in fact, in 1898, formerly enslaved persons bought land so that they could memorialize emancipation through Juneteenth observance. This area is locally is called Comanche Crossing, but eventually it became named Booker T. Washington Park. And so Maher celebrations attracted people all over the state and country. In fact, it has been estimated that as many as 20,000 people plus gathered in Comanche Crossing annually to celebrate Juneteenth. Juneteenth in Maher is one of the oldest commemorations of Juneteenth in the state of Texas. But uh, uh, Texas celebra Texans celebrate Juneteenth across the state, and we celebrate in so many ways. Family reunions, community reunions, devotional services, acknowledging and celebrating African-American institutions, cookouts, cultural and artistic programs, food, games, and fun. And through it all, Juneteenth celebrations have always been supported by Black businesses. And Juneteenth spread, spread, Juneteenth celebrations have spread in other parts of the, of the nation. In fact, Atlanta's own, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., his last civil rights initiative, as all of you know, was the Poor People's Campaign. And despite his death, in April of 1968, the Poor People's Campaign continued his vision to have the Poor People's March in Washington, D.C. that summer. The Poor People's March in Washington, D.C. actually ended on June 19, 1968. And partakers returned to their homes in cities across the nation, including Milwaukee and Minneapolis, to celebrate Juneteenth. So that is one of the ways Juneteenth ended up spreading to other uh, parts of the country. On, June, on January 1st, 1980, Juneteenth became an official Texas holiday 
through the resilient efforts of Texas state legislator Al Edwards, and it was signed into law by Governor Bill Clements. So back to Matt You remember those celebrations used to be really, really huge? Well, in 1981, due to the deaths of teenagers, say their names, Carl Baker, Steve Booker, and Anthony Friedman, Due to their deaths, because of police misconduct, the, the celebrations never were as big as they were before, and they were never the same again. On June 17, 2021, because of the resilient efforts of Texans, including Opalee of Fort Worth, Texas, mind you, a family friend, Juneteenth became a national holiday and it was signed into law by President Joe by President Joe Biden. So as our nation celebrates Juneteenth, may we all and especially African Americans continue to celebrate our rich history, culture and heritage. We do this by upholding and building our families, preserving and protecting our communities, promoting education supporting and developing African-American institutions and organizations such as the Black Church, historically Black colleges and universities, the Black press, sororities and fraternities, and all the other great organizations that are in our communities. By staying politically and civically engaged, becoming economically independent through home ownership and owning our own businesses, being civically and socially responsible, celebrating and supporting African-American leadership, challenging institutional racism, and supporting and uplifting Black businesses. So that is our history lesson of Juneteenth. I hope you learned something new and interesting. And with that history lesson about Juneteenth, we can move on to our interview. Enjoy this fun conversation of me talking with my family about Juneteenth. Most of all, I hope you go out, celebrate, and commemorate this wonderful holiday called Juneteenth. Enjoy our conversation. It is Juneteenth and it is time to celebrate June 19, 2023. As many of you know, I am a native Texan and Juneteenth has always been a part of my family's history and culture and experience. And today I have a treat. I have my grandmother, my 96 year old grandmother, Azora Jones, who's joining me for a conversation today, along with her two daughters, my mother, uh, Mary Loretta Houston, and then her little sister, Rita Siebert. And so we're so happy that y'all would join us today to talk about the history of Juneteenth and what it has meant to our family, what it means to uh, Texans who are African-Americans and Texans generally. And I uh, just want to share some great story, stories and just have fun talking about Juneteenth. So welcome, ladies. Hello. Thank you. Hi. Thank you. <laughs> so I want to start off with my grandmother, who is a native of Mahia, Texas. And Mahia, 
has been celebrating Juneteenth since the 1870s. And so mm-hmm. Grandmommy, I call, that's my grandmother. I call her Grandmommy. Grandmommy, uh, I'm so glad you're joining me today. I know this is your second time on the Empowerment Zone. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us tell us what are your memories about Juneteenth what do you uh, why Juneteenth why did y'all celebrate and what did you do and what is Juneteenth all about and what does it mean to you what is my what what is Juneteenth oh what is Juneteenth all about to me fun gathering and food <laughs> uh, the people used to cook up a lot of food and and box it up and carry it down to the ground. And uh, when we got hungry, they, my mother would, in her lifetime would spread it out and we'd all eat. Another thing about the Juneteenth, when I got grew up, I'd look forward for getting something new to wear to the Juneteenth. Back in those days, they had started to wear it they called slacks. The women would wear pants and what they would call slacks. Yeah. And it was lots and lots of people. Sometimes it would be so many people you wouldn't, couldn't hardly walk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember it used to go on for years and years and nothing but happiness and fun. But the one time when somebody got to be the head of the the Juneteenth, they, they add, add, they, uh, what must I say, uh, added a carnival. And that was the first time they had an incident there. When the carnival came. At the, uh, yeah, and, uh, when the carnival was, the crowd was bigger. Oh. People come from all over. Mm-hmm. And, uh, a young boy, a young boy got killed. I don't, I don't remember all exactly how, it, how it happened, but anyway, that was the first incident, bad incident that, that I can remember or know about that uh, happened with together in a self celebration of the nineteenth uh, of June. Mm. Uh, Somebody else can come in and say something while I'm thinking. <laughs> okay. Hey, Rita, why don't you tell us, you know, a little bit about the history of Juneteenth in Texas and, you know, your experience uh, growing up as a native Texan? And- well, all I, I know, Ramona, is that the slaves in Texas um, realized that they had been free two years before they got the message. Uh, And so uh, that was Juneteenth, 18, uh, it had to be like 67, 69, because I'm not real sure. I'm not from Mahaya, so I I don't want to be the historian here, but whatever the the year that they learned, the Mm -hmm. slave was free, that's when they began to celebrate. And it happened on June 19th when they started calling it Juneteenth. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm a Fort Worth native, a city girl, so the one thing that I remember as a little girl, we always went to Mahia, Texas, and that is M-E-X-I-A. When you see that, don't call it Mexia. It is Mahia, Texas. And 
Loretta and I, my sister and I would be so excited because we're going to get to see all our cousins and aunts and uncles actually on both sides. Uh, just all the families came together and we had so much fun. But the one impression that I got from Juneteenth, there was the religious side of it, the food side of it, and then the camaraderie, the dancing, <laughs> that, that thing that I didn't get to do because I was too young. I couldn't go up into the dance hall, but I could go into the, um, it was like a, um, a pavilion that was a church and we could sing and, and, and read the, and Bible verses. It's just, I, we just had a good time. So the little kids like myself, we would do that. And then we'd go and look up in the window to the people who were dancing upstairs, <laughs> not over the church, but in, in this place that they put on stilts mm -hmm. and underneath it were the, the food um, pavilion. The, yeah, the food, food pavilion, yeah. yeah. It was really something to see. You remember something? Well, up above the food pavilion was dance hall. Mm -hmm. and that's where, where the, children with a certain age could go to upstairs and dance. Mm -hmm. I never got to do that. <laughs> and uh, on top of that, it, the, the river was adjacent to the, the, to the uh, 19th June uh, land. And they had a, I don't know what they called it, but it, but they could, the people that swim could go down there and swim in the river. Is it a lake, part of Lake Manhattan? No, it was a river. Oh, okay. It's a part of the lake now. Now, okay. When they, they busted the dam and uh, turned it into a, a, a wild lake. So they can't, they can't swim down there at that anymore. Hmm. But uh, it was fun. We could go down there and watch the mostly it was the boys were swimming and watching them swim in the river. And it was a did they have baptized fall. Did they baptize too? No, well, no. In later years, when the lake come through, it was a shallow place where some of the churches would go down there and baptize those that would join the church in the mm -hmm. lake. Mm -hmm. But so anyway. Through the day and 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 into the night, they would. Oh, I guess it would be about one or two o'clock before most of the folks left the ground to go home. You'd ready for the next day. So it's a full weekend celebration. Yeah, well, they 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 started on the eighteenth, nineteenth, and twentieth. Of the 17th, 18th, 19th. Okay, so it's four days. The four days mm -hmm. and nights. Wow. And usually it was all always be packed with people those 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 few days and nights. Mm -hmm. So mama, tell me a little bit about what you um and Rita and Grandmommy have shared their memories of my of Maher and growing up and celebrating um Juneteenth there, what what type of memories do you have? I have just an awful lot of great memories about my hair. It was a time that I got to see all of my favorite cousins, and <clears throat> it was just so much fun, and 
it was almost like Easter because we got to go shopping for some new shoes and oh, a yeah. new dress. <laughs> you know, I mean that was that was really special to to go and shop for you know to go to doing kinks in my hair. Um, and like Rita said, it, the church was in the pavilion, and we would run around and play and. Uh, run up the stairs, although we couldn't go into the dance hall, we'd run up to the stairs and, and try to peep in. And then when we'd get hot, we'd go over to the church because they had fans and we could cool <laughs> off and 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 do the religious thing. And I, now my cousins were older than me, so they got a chance to go to the dance hall. And I couldn't understand why I couldn't go with them. But I don't know what age it was that I was allowed to go into the dance hall and when I did I was so disappointed because it was not nearly as much fun as it was downstairs to <laughs> run around and and go to church you know <laughs> so I, I think that oh the other thing that I remember like it you know when uh, the adults did a lot of drinking you know they had lots of beer and whatever uh, kind of beverages they drink, and sometimes people got a little rowdy. And when people got too rowdy or wanted to fight or whatever, the men in the community stopped it. I mean, they policed everything. There's never anything that got out of hand. But the last thing that I remember was uh, two young men. I don't know. I, I don't know what they did, but it was the first time the city police came on on the ground. And we never had any trouble to have to call the cops. And they handcuffed these young boys uh, uh, with their hands behind their back and got in a boat and was going to cross the river and uh, take them to the other side for whatever reason, rather than just driving them out. But anyway, the boat tipped over and those two boys drowned. Never heard anything else about that. And after that happened, I think a lot of people just kind of um, lost the taste for going down there because it was just different after that. But prior to that, it was the most fun celebrating time that I can, I, I don't remember having as much fun as I had Juneteenth. Juneteenth and to go back mm -hmm. home and tell all my friends we went mm -hmm. to Mahara for Juneteenth, it was just a, it was just a big deal to do that. But you know, to add to that, we would tell kids that we were going to, what we were getting ready to do for the weekend in our neighborhood. And we'd say, we're going to Mahara for Juneteenth. Well, Big thing that surprised me was they said, um, well, we don't celebrate Juneteenth. My family say we celebrate July the 4th. I said, okay, then, goodbye. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I knew I was going to have fun on, on Juneteenth. <laughs> so, but I was surprised by that, you know? And then I just remember um, my father saying something, well, July 5th, they, uh, July 4th, they had, that wasn't had anything to do with us. When that started, mm -hmm. the Juneteenth did. Yeah. So, um, so many um, towns celebrated Juneteenth in uh, Texas, but the two main ones that I uh, ever heard of, or the biggest ones, was the one in Navasota, Texas. And if you ever listen to a Joe Tex song, song, he sang about um, people having fun in Navasota on 19th of June, 
and Mahat, Texas, that to the two biggest ones. Now you kind of have them all over, even all over the country now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And another thing about that is you could look at the license plates and people came from, I, I guess, over. every state in the nation. All mm -hmm. over. And, mm -hmm. you know, it was always really exciting when you saw people coming in as far as California, yeah. you know, just for Juneteenth. But they were from Texas and they remember mm -hmm. how much fun mm -hmm. and everybody it was just a big reunion is what it was. Mm -hmm. You know, all the families come together. That would be one time we really could see everybody other than Thanksgiving, you know, maybe and maintenance, not Christmas because everybody kind of stayed at their own homes. But Juneteenth, all of us were out, you know, everybody and, was out. Yeah. 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 It's funny. Um, I think grandmommy put it best fun. Food, fun, and fellowship is what uh, <laughs> yep. Juneteenth was all about. You know, mm -hmm. I have some of the some similar memories as well. Um, growing up and going to Meher um, um, for Juneteenth every year, mm -hmm. get to see mm -hmm. all of my cousins, and it's so funny. I'm sitting here listening to y'all talk about uh, wanting to get into the dance hall. I was stuck outside the dance hall too. That was one of my memories. It's like, you know, whatever. And they, it was always some, some age level before you could get in. Uh, so I, that was one of my memories. It's, it's funny to hear that uh, my aunt and mother have the same memories. Well, you know, Ramona, when I looked in that room, I was able to walk up there as a grown woman and see that itty bitty room. <laughs> and it looked so big, didn't it? When we were little. <laughs> so big it's like, yeah so I, I totally agree with you i remember the fair you know i remember mm. a lot of um what do you call it winnebago's you know those camp camping i remember pe a lot of people camping out and that yeah they even started building cabins down there at one point yeah. and people had bought cabins and um uh, they built their own cabins and their families would stay in them yeah but I don't think they're there anymore. I remember seeing them. Um, they don't have them there anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I just That's remember a, people, a lot of people camping out and just mm -hmm. the party was all night long. And all like, night, all night. All night long. Mm -hmm. It was a family reunion. I later learned um, that the reason that that uh, event was so big is that the state of Texas actually donated that land specifically for Juneteenth celebrations. And, and it's called Booker T. Washington. What is it called? B Booker T. Washington National Park, I think. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it was specifically donated for that purpose of uh, Juneteenth celebrations. And that's why people came from all over the all over the state of Texas to celebrate. Mm -hmm. And especially when you look at Mahab being such a small country town, you know, how did they have that big of a reach is because, you know, people knew to come to Mahab for, for Juneteenth. And so, but, although our family is natives of Mahab, right? Mm -hmm. But that, you know, something, um, I have a book that my mother has, or someone had given, says the Black, the history of Black people in uh, Mahia. Mm -hmm. it, it was a rich um, history there yeah. because there was a college. There was a, a college there mm -hmm. that they tore down. I, I was trying to find, I found the guy who told me he was at one time director of it. It's someone I used to work with. He has since passed on, but I said, oh man, we got to get a historical marker for that. But when they mm -hmm. tore it down, 
is now like a cemetery or something like that. Yeah, thank you. And, and, but that was a, about a two or three level brick building. I remember that building so well. Yeah. And, um, but Mahara has a rather rich uh, Black history there. Definitely. And so we mm -hmm. know that Juneteenth became a state holiday in Texas in 1981. Mm -hmm. And um, that even, you know, contributed to the growth of the celebration of Juneteenth throughout the state of Texas. So Texas actually had, I always remember growing up and we had Juneteenth as a celebration, and then we had Fourth of July. And Fourth of July, both of them. <laughs> yeah. Both yeah. Yeah. both, but I mean Juneteenth this was my favorite. Yeah, you know, my only difference was July Fourth was fireworks. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, Juneteenth was my favorite as well. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was a lot more fun. And another thing, a historical fact: you had to pass our family's land to even get there. Mm -hmm. And they call yep. that place uh, Comanche Crossing yeah. to get to the grounds of Booker T. Washington National Park. Mm -hmm. That that's you have to pass you have to pass their land now to get yeah, to any either way you went you had to pass <laughs> you had to pass out of land. The few black families that still own land around Lake yeah. Mahia. Mm -hmm. So we know that, and uh, so we know that that was a big celebration until the in, in Mahia until the. Uh, until the death of the three young men, um, mm -hmm. Anthony Freeman, Carl Baker, Steve Booker, say their names. Uh, and that pretty much changed the course of the celebrations in Mahia. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about, you know, what's going on today. You know, we have the national federal holiday of Juneteenth. Um, mm -hmm. The person that is credited for making it a federal ho holiday is actually from Texas, right? She's right here from our city, Fort Worth. Yes. And uh, I've known Opal Lee for a long time. And my, of course, she and mother, my uh, mama are the same age. So they know each other as young women growing up in, in, um, in Fort Worth, you know. But I uh, she, she taught school, but I don't know what school she taught at when she was teaching school. But, mm -hmm. but we knew her. I didn't know till later that uh, a member of our church was her sister uh -huh. so mama just happened to mention that and I was going what and I, and I remember this lady was uh involved with our youth department but that Opal Lee was uh was her sister she uh -huh. has passed on but Opal uh made it was very significant it's a big celebration here in Fort Worth because of her mm -hmm. on Juneteenth and um uh, they, they've been doing things here as well in Dallas Fort Worth area now it's everywhere yeah mm -hmm. And so what do you think that people should, you know, when you talk about it being a federal holiday and mm -hmm. and more people across the nation celebrating Juneteenth, what would you tell them if you could tell them anything? Well, I think we need to think, they'll go back and check the history of Juneteenth and what happened to slaves people who were enslaved in other states moved, uh, uh, their masters moved them to Texas because they knew that the word had not gotten to Texas. You, and that that is a fact. So there were slaves coming from all over. They were sneaking them in because they didn't want them to be emancipated. So they were bringing them to Texas and they wanted to, them to continue to work. 
I guess they worked that deal out with the other plantation owners, but um, I, I, I got a chance to read that and I saw it on a documentary, but I was not aware that other slaves were coming from other country. I think that that's the main thing that we need to learn the history of it and why we celebrate it. Because I mean, there are some people make a joke. It took Texans two years to, to find out they were free, <laughs> yeah. but it was like, um, and it had to come by the way of um, the Gulf of Mexico, remember, coming through uh, Galveston. Yeah. And so um, probably still took a little time to get that word all over the state. So uh, go ahead, Amy. No, no, that's all right. I just think that that's the most, one of the most important things we need to know why we celebrate it and why it was so important. And I'm, I'm happy to see so many other Black folk that didn't believe in it years ago are now celebrating it themselves. And because I know there were a lot of folk that were reluctant uh, to to um, celebrate Juneteenth. Mm -hmm. Mama? Uh, I think that as people are becoming more and more aware of, of our history, the history that we were never taught while growing up, in school and, and even in today's uh, world, our kids are not taught that much about black history. And I see, you know, a lot of information being spread on the internet and uh, other documentaries, you know, so kids are beginning to see it. And, and there are people who are sharing information and letting us know about our history. And because we learn about it, then we end up not only appreciating it, but loving who we are. And that's mm -hmm. the, the most powerful thing I think it is about uh, just learning the history. Yeah, that's real important. Know why you're celebrating it, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Grimami, do you have any final words you want to say about Juneteenth and what it means to you and growing up and all that? Oh, well, I'd like to mention the year that you spoke at the Juneteenth. And um, you, spoke about, you spoke about the people that was involved in the early times of getting the Juneteenth celebration together. And uh, how long some of them work with the project to get it started. Mm -hmm. And that's about all I can remember about the uh, organization, organization mm -hmm. getting the, the, the things in place. And, and usually whoever was over it before, it would always be on time. <laughs> it would always be on time. It wouldn't be late. They would have the, the celebration. Ready. Well, it's still going on. Uh, there's some good people trying to keep it going. Yeah. I do know they are proposed building a uh, museum uh, there on the grounds uh, with uh, pictures and historical facts about uh, Juneteenth. Oh, really? Yes, they're, they're working on that. They've been trying to raise funds for that for a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we. So, and I would like to add. I would like to add to that. You know, you, you hear a lot of comments that 
when when black people get together, large groups of black people get together that we can't get along. But I'm here to say that as many people that showed up for Juneteenth and there was never, ever any problems, any major problems. Everybody yeah. got along. Everybody had fun. Um, it was just a wonderful, wonderful place to be. Yeah. Well, it brings me back to what I was telling you, Ramona. Uh, I wanted to add when Loretta was in college um, uh, and she was the only black woman uh, in her dorm and she, uh, I sent her a picture of an incident that happened my as my teenage years in, in Juneteenth. And she said that she was sitting at a table in the cafeteria all by herself. And I did these stick figures. And I was showing this guy who was going to be going to try to disrupt everything in up in the dance hall. And supposedly he had a gun. And I remember all my aunts and uncles underneath the windows, everybody looking up, eating popcorn. I just couldn't <laughs> believe it. <laughs> eating popcorn and drinking. And and I was and, and daddy was pushing me and mama into the lake. He was pushing us back. <laughs> Away from this, and, and the stick figures, the, the stick, the stick figures, figures were jumping out the window. <laughs> the guy was jumping. He they threw, they threw him out. <laughs> he jumped out the window. <laughs> I remember. I said, I will never forget this. And I remember people going, "Whoa!" There were people going up those stairs, uh -huh. and I just had these little blurry stick figures going up and down the stairs. Those want to go see what's going on. Those trying to get down. Loretta <laughs> said. When she was at her table at this big white school, sitting by herself in the cafeteria, she just laughed and laughed and laughed. She said, that really bright. I said, here was our Juneteenth this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Yeah, we had good times. Yeah, and I think, you know, what? no matter where you are in Texas, Juneteenth is a big deal for, uh, for African-Americans historically time when we all got together and family even being you know from brownwood texas we do that on we all go to the park and get together as family but Mahal was the place to be for juneteenth growing yeah up. Mm -hmm. um, it's just and here in atlanta this year there's going to be a big juneteenth celebration and mm -hmm. it's going to start on the 16th through the 18th and uh, they got some of everything that's going to be displayed at this Juneteenth celebration. It's it's so, so that was a good thing. So Juneteenth has grown mm -hmm. from uh, Texas to be celebrated all over the country. Thank that's correct. Mm -hmm. President mm -hmm. Joe Biden, who signed it in as a federal holiday, a national mm -hmm. holiday. So mm -hmm. everybody, no matter if you're African-American or not, you get to go out and celebrate Juneteenth and celebrate the history of uh, our country and the fact that uh, we are all American, we are all able to participate in, in, you know, in this celebration. And it's just good to hear the little fond memories that all of us have about uh, celebrating Juneteenth in Mahia. So thank mm -hmm. you, Grandmommy. Um, You're welcome. Joining me today, Mama and Aunt Rita. Thank y'all for sharing y'all's fond memories. It's always 
nice on the empowerment zone just to chill out and talk about some uh, personal and fun things that people do uh, in, in uh, how people enjoy themselves, their lives, and their families. Yes. Well, Ramona, uh, before you go, I'd like to just share some of the, the things that are planned for Juneteenth in Atlanta for people who, are list, who listen to your show in, in and about Atlanta. But they're going, there's going to be a cowboy and cowboys and cowgirls uh, exhibition, dancing horses, um, double dutch, historical reenactment. Reenact, um, uh, African drum and dance, um, several uh, seminars on different social issues, um, a major parade downtown, and it's just—I mean, they've got some of—they got some of everything for everybody. So yeah. mm-hmm. I think this Juneteenth, Atlanta is the place to be. <laughs> well, I don't know. Miss Juneteenth lives in Fort Worth, hopefully. <laughs> uh, she actually has a, uh, a lot going on. You know, they're building a, I'm not sure if they're calling it, uh, I know it's a, a Black History Museum. Uh, I'm not sure if they're calling it the Juneteenth Museum, but they're. But it's being built because of the holiday for Juneteenth. And she's overseeing part of that. I know they have the land and they're getting ready to start building on that. But I did see where she's always going to be the honorary chairman because she's one of the people who've been working on the Juneteenth parades in Fort Worth for many years. So they've got a whole weekend planned. You might just go on the internet. I can't tell you what they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do know that the road, the black rodeo usually comes in during this time and they do have a big, beautiful parade. And it's uh, it's really fun, a little um carnivals downtown now in in the in our in our part of uh, town in south side of fort worth mm-hmm. and um but they may move a little of that uh, downtown as well i don't know but just check your check fort worth texas and see yeah. what they're doing on juneteenth then dallas yeah yeah mm-hmm. new, new. all of them will be doing something thank you Aunt rita and grandmama you mm-hmm. have any final thoughts Good night. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank y'all. Uh, you're welcome. Bye-bye. All right. Love you. Love you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. A special thank you to the incredible team of the Empowerment Zone. Terry Gully, theme song. NADWorks, digital support. And of course, our featured guest, 